Welcome to another episode of the Make America Great Again podcast. And my battery is dying. <laughs> this is the Make America Great Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to another episode of the Make America Great Again podcast. We're coming to you live. Well, not live, really. Um, (laughs) We're coming to you from Overcast. What town are we in? We are at Matoka Beach Cabins. Matoka Beach Cabins in Maryland. Uh, I am here with a wine made from grapes grown in California that was made in Utah. And we're drinking it in Maryland at a fossil site. Uh, We're at the edge of what are the famous culvert cliffs here in Maryland, famous for sharks. Uh, Taking a break from hunting fossil sharks and rays and other various things. Uh, I'm here with John Paul Hodnett and his wife Sarah Hodnett. We all go way back. JP is actually a podcast veteran, but not with us, or with us, the metaphorical us. Brain not good for smart making, apparently. But uh, you know, what else is new? JP has been on the uh, Paleo Nerds podcast with Ray Troll and um, I can't remember the ventriloquist's name. He's going to hate us if, we, if he ever listens to this, but he probably won't. <laughs> so what we're drinking today is the Dinos to Diamonds. It's a charity bottle from Lou Flandowski Winery. Uh, their wine's made in Utah. Uh, it's called the Dinos to Diamonds Cuvée Zero 2018 American Wine. 60% Merlot, 40% Sangiovese. Out of it. <laughs> this is uh, a qualifier, actually, for the the natural wine movement. Native yeasts <laughs> that were on the uh, grapevines, uh, and then use that for fermentation. They uh, site in Utah, and the drones are watching us. <laughs> Someone's out having fun. I'm the only one here who has an actual wine glass here by the beach. Uh, Sarah's got a The Best Teacher Ever mug, and JP has this really fantastic stratigraphy uh, coffee cup. So uh, this style, I guess, will qualify as a Super Tuscan, even though it's uh, not truly primarily Sangiovese. (sighs) Definitely a natural one. It's a little bit wild, a little bit yeasty. A little bit ready, but uh, really nice acidity. Lots of uh, tart red fruit, like cranberry and craisin, and some other fruits. What do you, what do you guys think of this wine so far? I'm on the dry side. I'm from my own dry. Yeah, I don't is... mind it though. It's not, it's not sour the way some dry wines can be. Oh, by the way, it's David Strassman who's on. David Strassman, thank you. Yeah. 
Uh, not that he'll listen to this, but if he does, now that we uh, have mentioned his name, he'll be happy. <laughs> I got the impression Ray and Dave may be wine partakers, so, you know. Yeah, I, alcohol at least. Uh, for for Ray's, uh, uh, would, the, would you say that this would pair well with the cheeseburger? Because it's like uh, Ray Troll's kind of like thing. Honestly, yeah, this would be a great cheeseburger one. Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely would go with beef because it's red. I, I wouldn't say it would pair with any of the things that we've been finding so far today. <laughs> not a fish wine? That's not a fish wine. What about the uh, what about the crab claws? Could you drink this with crab? We are in Maryland after all. You might. You probably you could. Like crab cake? You could probably do this with crab cake. Um, I'm I'm a rogue Marylander. I don't like crab. <laughs> well, you're originally from my neck of the woods. So. Yes, I I'm a transplant, so I guess that's why. Now we all met back when we were in NAU together. Yes, uh, Cody. Don't forget you introduced us. That's true. It's, it's your fault. Yep, it's totally my fault. <laughs> the last twelve years. Is your I believe fault. I said that at, at your wedding too. Yes, you yeah. did. <laughs> it's like so. It's I guess it's my fault that you're all here today. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're gonna get our revenge. <laughs> well, no, for as far as revenge goes, it's been a nice day. This <laughs> has been the best Saturday I've had in probably a year or more. <laughs> All things considering, yeah. One of the things I'm loving about this beach, other than uh, the fossils, that sometimes the wave will hit all these fossil shells just right, and it will create the sort of tinkling chiming sound, almost like breaking china in a very therapeutic way. Yeah, like if you could break China in the form of a wind chime. Mm-hmm. Definitely I, got a wind chime quality. I, I mean, I, I know that sounds kind of weird to describe, but... Quite accurate. Get a little philosophical. I mean, this wine is not a complex wine. It's, it doesn't have a whole lot going on in the nose or the palate, but it's good. It's satisfying. And really, that's what you want in a wine for a place on a day like this on the beach. You know, it doesn't have to be complex. You don't want something that's going to be, you're going to be distracted thinking about. You want something that's going to, you know, pair with the landscape. And this pairs really well. The beach is not a place for complexes. But anyway, <laughs> according to uh, the back of the bottle, a yearly experiment, this one-off wine will likely never be seen again. Although each version of Dinos to Diamonds is destined for extinction, beauty will <laughs> crystallize because it existed. Sorry. So are they inferring that the carbon from the dinosaurs are going to to uh, go under pressure to become diamonds? Is that the idea? No, I, I, I think the idea is that the wine becomes diamonds in the form of uh, the fact that all of the money made from each individual one-off blend like this, because I guess it's a different blend every year, goes to a different charity every year. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so take heart in the fact that 100% of the proceeds from each sale are donated to charity, a zero cuvee unfined and unfiltered, a light deposit may naturally occur. More particulars on this wine, the specific charity each vintage supports may be found at RuthLandowskiWines.com, which uh, I didn't look at because uh, I forgot. And uh, I'm on the beach and I don't want to look anything up on the internet right now. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I'm on vacation, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, I'm on vacation. Adult advisory. I mean, <laughs> technically, you should, really should be in the USA over 21 years of age to listen to this podcast. <laughs> so by default, it's an explicit subject. <laughs> quick, ready, kids. quick, let's mention other forbidden words. Sex, titties, penis. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I said penis. Oh. 
I mean, for a lot of men, that's I'm a out, forbidden subject. I'm outnumbered here. We're going to drop it. I don't care. <laughs> My mom was a nurse and, and an ER nurse at that part of uh, the morning ritual after night shift and breakfast was, guess what I pulled out of somebody's rectum last night. God. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of crab claws. <laughs> oh my. So yes, we've been finding crab claws, ray plates, Ugh. shark teeth. JP found a really fantastic sand tiger tooth. I actually found a vertebrate bone of some kind. Uh, past that, uh, we assume marine mammal. The Greenland shark. No, I'm just kidding. The Greenland shark would never fit in this bay. A Greenland shark, I don't think they would have ever been this far south ever. <laughs> Except maybe during the Ice Age. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I guess if great auks are found this far north, or far, far, far south, south. Yeah. in the Ice Age, then I guess there's no reason. This episode, by the way, is going to be less about wine and more about rambling with friends on a beach. With fossils. With fossils. Uh, which kind of goes with the spirit of this bottle. Uh, the front of the label has what looks like a very sad dinosaur. He's in a tar pit. And a tar pit. And a very classic, almost like 1950s. Or, or maybe, or maybe he's in at the beach and he doesn't want to be. That's true. Although, yeah. Which again, you know. 100% of the proceeds of this bottle donated to dinosaurs who can't swim. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Teach a spider to read. Stop the madness. <laughs> <laughs> they can read eight books at once. Exactly. So have eight eyes and eight legs. No, about the eyes thing. Yeah, but the the weird thing about uh, dinosaurs on a beach in Utah, <laughs> and uh, which you know Utah had beaches and that had dinosaurs yes. on them, uh, there are trackways uh, that exist. But there's also this wonderful book written by uh, one of my favorite paleontology people of all time, uh, Robert T. Backer, called Raptor Red. And there's a uh, fantastic scene where the main character Raptor Red manages to trick an acrocanthosaur into the ocean where she gets, uh, where the acrocanthosaur gets chomped by a chronosaurus. Uh, which would not happen here because, uh, as I learned today, the Chesapeake Bay is uh, shallow enough that you could practically walk across it. It's only about six feet. It's most places, yeah. So, you know, if I could find a, a six foot five woman, I could have a Chesapeake Bay. Uh-huh. But anyway, there's that scene in that book that makes me think of, uh, weirdly enough, this wine. And also there's the fact that I am holding a Deinonychus in my hand, which none of you can see because this is a podcast. <laughs> the magic of but imagination. Don't worry, folks. Use imagination. <laughs> imagination. Do you need more wine? Do I need more wine? Uh, uh, do you have more, do you, or do you need more? I have a little bit. Okay. Should probably keep a little. Ah, it doesn't matter if we drink all of it, as long as I have some in my glass. <laughs> don't chug it, JP. Yeah, don't chug it. Chugging. <laughs> Let's see. Now I'm up to the sil- Silurian. Silurian. Wait, tell me what happened in the Silurian. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're you're the fucking paleontologist, man. Expert. Shark expert. Shark expert. Although there weren't any sharks in the Silurian, were there? Uh, well, 
Let's see you talk to. You. There's some shark. Well, I'm talking to you. So. Yes. Okay. Well, according to some of my colleagues, there may be shark-like things in the Silurian, based on some denticles and. There may be shark-like things. There may be shark-like things. Maybe like shark-like things. And so, therefore, that means. Cheers that to the shark-like things, guys. Shark-like. Wow, shark-like things. That sounds like a great punk band name. <laughs> This year we're gonna celebrate Shark Like Week. <laughs> shark adjacent week. Shark adjacent. <laughs> so rays, dogfish, ratfish. Ratfish. Ray's favorite. Scathed. What else? You should do an episode all about how many paleontologists are named Dave. There There's really is way too many, There's aren't there? There's a lot. I know five. And I don't even know that many paleontologists. Well, I know enough paleontologists. I probably know more paleontologists than most people that aren't in the trade. This is true. Yeah. I find my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he takes me to these places where I meet them by force. Meet them by force. Yeah. That would be a great band name, too. Yes, it would. Whew. And I just realized it's probably been about three years or more since I've actually seen like an ocean wave. And say that up for today. Well, that's the true. Because I still think this counts. I mean, sure, it's the bay, but you said it, it's got ocean in it. We're, we're done. There's it's no more wine left. Great you bit. chugged it. You chug Why did you chug the wine? Why is the wine gone? Well, why is the wine gone? Yes, I'm driving back to Poolsville. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my water is good too. Water, your transportable pool that you have here. <laughs> transportable pool. Secretly, like, vodka. Though. Actually, I may need a sip of that in a bit because I did not bring my water bottle. You're welcome to. You got another glass if you want one. Yeah, I go pour. Yeah. It's got a. It's got uh, New a, Mexico uh, Museum of Natural History and Science. What, what is that one? This oh guy, I have to pronounce it. Bishtavanator? Bishtavanator? Yeah, that one. Thank Bishta, you. I always want to call it Bishtavanator, but that's not right. It's just the Bisty Beast. Yes. Bish, are you for real? <laughs> In 2017, I had the, the opportunity to go look at the locality where that was collected. And that was fun. That was before I got the job at Dinosaur Park. And uh, we spent a month just cruising the Badlands at the Bisti Badlands. And we found like three or four different like partial dinosaur skeletons eroding out of the, the uh, hillsides. Oh, wow. Yeah. Couldn't collect in really any of them. So we, uh, we were doing a contract job for the Bureau of Land Management. And, um, nice. but yeah, found a bunch of Tyrannosaur teeth. We found partial tri uh, Ceratopsians. Oh, nice. Um, some Hadrosaur parts. Lots and lots of turtles. The amount of turtles was ridiculous. Turtle. Now, if you were to find a giant sauropod that was completely new, what would you name it? Well, it depends where it's at. You know? Okay, well, let's assume Morrison formation. Oh, definitely, man. definitely something new. <laughs> Random sauropod number five? I mean, just like so many <laughs> sauropods out there. And what's we get, we're, we're, uh, getting me now is that now we're getting very, starting to fine-tune the, the sauropod dinosaurs in the Morrison. So it turns out there's like a scores more 
uh, number of species of sauropods I never previously thought. A lot of things were lumped into like, you know, the Plotticus or uh, Patasaurus, um, Barosaurus, you know. But uh, now a lot of those Diplodocus have been separated out. So there's Galopomus, which is one of the new ones I learned this uh, uh, last month, which is uh, a sauropod that's related to Diplodocus. Um, but I guess the vertebrae are not as elongated or something to that effect. Huh. And they now know it from like almost more like uh, near complete individuals. Huh. Both adults and juveniles. So it wasn't like someone was like, oh, hey, you know, this one's just different. So I'll just call it a whole new species. Like, nope, we got a sample. <laughs> That's what you want to have in paleontology samples. Yes. Just don't want to have one. So let's say you find a, a complete relatively complete complete enough to tell it something new sauropod in the morrison what would you name it again what kind of sauropod is it is it a diplodocid is it a chimerosaurid your ideal it, what's your I ideal like, fucking I... sauropod name down boys dude <laughs> dude i don't know <laughs> I mean, there's, there's already uh, Brontomeris, which is like... Thunder thighs. Thunder thighs. Well, you must just call it Thunderbutt, you know? Thunderbutt. Well, I don't know about you, because you still haven't answered. <laughs> I still haven't answered your question, yeah. But for me, uh, I would probably call it... Um, Bob. Bob. <laughs> no, actually, Frank... No, I'm just kidding. Um, probably Eche Behemoth. Eche Behemoth? Behold Behemoth. The whole be behold the Behemoth. Yeah. That's different. Especially if it was in some of the lower members of the Morrison, like clearly an ancestral. Yeah, but you could only use that that name if the dinosaur was only like five feet long. Okay. That that would be like the trick, you know. I mean, I, I named a seven-foot shark Godzilla shark, so... But it was also bigger than anything found in that deposit before. Yeah, I know, but, you know, that's that's kind of like the, what uh, the biggest response is from people who are, like, not professionals, like, what do you mean you call a Godzilla shark? It's only seven feet long. Well, oh, yeah, but everything else was, was under a foot long, you know? <laughs> you tell me. How about Eureka Posteriodon? Eureka Posteriodon? Look at that butt tooth. Look at that butt tooth. <laughs> Does anybody Find some snails that come in the mother loads while that couple is right now. No, I'm good for finding snails. snails. Thank you, though. Like, that's just... Lots and lots of Chirelia. Snails. That yeah. may be a reason why you're finding all some of the bigger stuff, too, because that's the that's cliff fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the cliff fall. Yeah. Like, um, that's why I was like, yeah, I'll get one. Look here and see if you can find the cooler stuff along it. Mm-hmm. Because it's eroding. Yeah. I wonder how you would say that's a nice butt in Latin. Because you could say, look at that butt. It's a nice butt. <laughs> that would be really funny. I don't know. <laughs> is there a Latin? Well, Eureka. Yes. Eureka. Eureka posterior. This bath is too hot. <laughs> Archimedesaurus. Screwed that lizard. No, he was onto something. Well, Archimedes famously said, Give me a lever long enough and I'll move the world. And what were sauropods but mobile levers and well, counterweights? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And, and, don't forget, the late great Fetty Mercury said, Fat bottom girls, girls make, make the, the rock and world go, go round. That so, they do. Uh, that plus Archimedes, we've got the look at that. Button. Honestly, that's worth toasting for. 
to Archimedes to Archimedes and Freddie Mercury and Freddie Mercury. Fat bottom Fine. dinosaurs, they make the rock and world go round. Yes. Fine. Make America grape again. <laughs> <laughs> this was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at, at the AZ Wine Monk, or on Twitter at CV Burkett. Be sure to also check out our website, makeamericagrapeagainpodcast.com.